Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Good afternoon, whatever time it could be. <laughs> Somebody could be listening at a different time. How are you? Good. Good. Lots of news over the weekend? Mm-hmm. Did you have a nice weekend? I did. I was with you. So then it had to be good. Yes. We, uh, we went into New York City over the weekend. We did. That was exciting. It was. We got to go into the Disney store, so we'll talk a little bit about that uh, toward the end when we have some extra time. Sure. Ooh, a teaser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, everyone's getting... on the edge of their seats now. I bet they are. Right? All right. All right. So uh, we started off the weekend, actually kind of on Friday, with the uh, debut of the new trailer for the Jungle Cruise movie. Um, the new movie is coming out in July of 2020, on July 24th, and it stars Emily Blunt, who you may remember from... Uh, Mary Poppins Returns, Part 2, Electric Boogaloo, and uh, Dwayne Johnson. And, uh, you know, it's loosely based on the Jungle Cruise. Um, It just happens that The Rock is a Jungle Cruise skipper, and he tells some uh, pretty stale jokes. And from the trailer, it looks like there are some scenes from, you know, that are inspired by the ride. The whole backside of water thing. Right, and the hippos. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not just going to be a bunch of corny jokes. Uh, like the ride is, um, and Disney has stated that they will not be changing the ride after the movie. Right. Uh, you know, of, of course, that may change if the movie takes off, much like the Pirates adding yeah, Johnny Depp to it. Yeah, but I think that would be a lot of years later. I mean, they didn't do that with um, Pirates until after a couple of movies. I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't just even one movie. It was when it became a franchise, and then they added things. So do you know that this is not the first movie to be made into... Uh, move, I'm sorry, this is not the first ride or attraction to be made into a movie. I did know that. You did know that. Well, obviously, Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. Uh, the first one was Tower of Terror, which was actually a television movie starring Steve Gutenberg from Police Academy. Was that it is, terrible? Uh, it wasn't great. <laughs> Do you even remember they, it? They didn't add Steve Gutenberg to the Tower of Terror, so let's, let's just yeah. say it's not that good. <laughs> um, the Country Bears. Which, which I, I we saw, which that was watched. very bad. That was bad. Uh, the Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. I know. I think not I saw that the greatest one. movie. Um, Mission to Mars, which I have not seen. And then a, a, a movie based on an entire land, which was Tomorrowland with George Clooney. Which was actually pretty good. I, I think it's kind of a, an, un, an unsung movie. I think it was good, but it critically was not accepted well. Yeah. I thought it was good, though. Yeah. So that's a little bit of trivia mixed in with some news. Is that all of them? That's all of them. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go over to the Animal Kingdom. There's been some changes to the animation experience at Conver- Conservation Station at Rafiki's Planet Watch. Um, they've been having those animation classes, which has been a nice thing. And they've mostly been focused on how to sketch uh, iconic characters from Disney's The Lion King. Starting on October 18th, they're going to add some villains to be able to draw. They're going to keep Scar and Ed from Disney's The Lion King. Then they're also going to add Bruce from Finding Nemo, Hopper from A Bug's Life, Shere Khan from The Jungle Book, and TikTok from Peter Pan. Oh, exciting. Yeah, it's always, those are a lot of fun, actually, if you have more time in the parks. You know, if you're just hitting each park for a day and it's your first time there, then you're obviously not going to have time for something like sitting down and drawing. But if you've been a few times um, or if you just, you know, need a break, it's a nice thing to be able to sit down and do. Our children have always enjoyed it. We've enjoyed it. All right. Even to get the conservation station, you know, back to Rafiki's Planet Watch, that, you know, like you say, if you don't have time, 
that's something that you might not necessarily want to do. Right. Um, a nice addition that they've added the animation classes back there. You used to be able to do them in in uh, Hollywood Studios in the animation courtyard, right? Uh, which was which was great, and then all of a sudden it just disappeared. Yeah, um, that should totally come back to Hollywood Studios. I like that they're offering it just in general, but it should come back to Hollywood right. Studios. Right, and it, it's something that they they offer at California Adventure, and it's kind of a big thing on the cruise as well. Right, and it was very popular in California Adventure. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of you had to wait in line; like it was busy. Right. It wasn't uh, half full, and I don't remember it being half full when we used to do it in um, Hollywood Studios. In Hollywood Studios, no, it was very popular. I thought so, so I don't know why they ever took that away. Well, when Hollywood Studios stopped being an actual working studio, well, yeah, but that didn't mean they couldn't still offer animation classes. Well, don't argue with me. <laughs> um, Dooney and Burke has celebrated ten years of Mickey-inspired designs, so they are re-releasing. A Disney sketch and Mickey balloons patterns. Uh, those were released 10 years ago, and now they're available in new color combinations on Shop Disney. Oh, that's exciting. Yep. Yes. Um, so the Living Seas logo, which disappeared when the Living Seas was transformed into the Seas with Nemo and Friends back in 2006. Um, each pavilion used to have a logo that disappeared. Well, that logo is now back. Um, as part of Epcot's transformation, uh, you might have seen some of the different park logos for some of the new uh, sections of the park. Uh, and some of these old-time logos are coming back. So people are, you know, Disney fans are excited by this little piece of nostalgia that's coming back. And the logo can currently be seen on a directional signboard, which is on the first floor of the pavilion. Uh, and it, you know, directs you towards the fish, uh, you know, upstairs where the aquarium tanks, where the uh, the rays are and, and, and whatnot. And then downstairs, it guides you to crush um, and some of the experiences downstairs, the manatees. They're definitely trying to return to the glory days of Epcot. I think so, yeah. It, and it's, the signage is all in the new old style mm-hmm. lettering yeah, of, I think, of Epcot. I think they've realized that sort of Epcot lost its way. And they're trying to go back to a time when things were more defined. So that's good, though. I like it. Um, Disney is now pushing um, Magic <laughs> Magical Express. That's what I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> My Disney experience. Tony's using a little acronyms here, and it's not working for me. MDE, My yeah. Disney Experience. <laughs> uh, Disney is pushing My Disney Experience as the preferred method to book dining. Could it just be a case of CDA? <laughs> Cheryl... Cheryl drinks a lot. <laughs> I did not drink today. Today. Well, maybe I did have a glass of wine. Um, so you can always do dining reservations on the website and the app, but Disney is pushing guests to use the digital format to help reduce the strain on staffing at the reservation center. They're saying you can still call for help with reservations for groups of eight or more. You actually have to. It's difficult even online to do eight or more. They won't... It won't let you. It just tells you to call. Um, so... They're, they're having you do that. Uh, I don't know. They're making my Disney experience the preferred home for booking and modifying table service dining reservations. Hopefully they've updated things well enough that it's a little easier to, to work on. You know what this does? Cuts out more employees. Reduces staff in the reservation center, yeah. unfortunately. I would be fine with that if they were upping the staff in the IT department, which they are not doing. Right. Yeah. You know, cut out 100... Uh, 100 agents answering the phone and add 100 IT specialists. I'm all for that, but that's not what's happening. Exactly. 
Um, in some refurbishment news, Test Track is uh, scheduled for refurb uh, for early 2020. It's going to be about a month and a half long from January 13th through February 26th. And that is going to be just before Spaceship Earth goes down for a multi-year refurbishment. All right. And across the seas in Paris, if you're going to be headed over there in January uh, or later, Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast is going to be closed for refurbishment from January 6th through July 31st. So we might want to move our Paris trip. Oh, no. Yes. We might also want to move our Tokyo Disneyland trip. Well, we're okay because this already passed. Oh, it passed? I thought it was like this today or tomorrow or something. Go ahead. Oh, well, I thought you were going to take the story. (sighs) Uh, For only the second time in 20 years, Tokyo Disneyland has closed. Um, On the 12th, which was actually Saturday, uh, Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea were closed due to Super Typhoon Hagibus, Hajibus. Uh, I'm not quite sure how to say it. Uh, the last time Tokyo Disneyland was closed was in 2011 after the Great East Japan earthquake. And at that time, it was a month-long closure for safety checks and whatnot. This was just a day, though. This was just a day. Things were expected to be back in operational uh, on the 13th, and they were. Uh, Burakita? Am I saying that right? You are. Bur- Burudika? Burudika? Mm-hmm. Burudika is Swahili for to be refreshed. Well, you know who's not refreshed. Yeah, they don't seem like they are being refreshed. The band had their final performance on October 13th. And that's after having debuted in April of 2012. So it was a good run. Maybe it's time to be refreshed, but we're sad it's we were because that was that was a good time. They they, they were uh, very high energy, very engaging, very engaging with the guests, yeah. grabbing guests, dancing with them. They had yeah. a little stand set up in the center of Harambe there, and uh, you know, kids and adults loved loved dancing to it. It's very infectious uh, African themed music. Yeah, and I'm okay with it leaving as, as long, long as they as replace it. It's right as long as there's going to be something else going on. You know, it's nice to keep things fresh and moving and and update things. So that you're not always there watching the same things every time you visit. So it's nice that if they're going to put something different in there, um, hopefully it's not just going to be a plaza with nothing going on, though. It's kind of like being married for 20 years. Yeah, you got to keep it fresh. Exactly. <laughs> um, if you are a collector of mugs out in Disneyland, there is a new ghost mug coming to Disneyland in um, October. Ooh, I can't which wait. Which is this month. There is a new hat box ghost mug. It's the tiki mugs that they've been uh, launching. Oh. Uh, will be available at Disneyland beginning October 15th, 2019. It will be available in the South Lounge of the Disneyland Hotel Convention Center at 7 a.m. There is a limit of two per guest. Guest must be present to purchase, and there are no discounts allowed. All right. Also in Disneyland, uh, the Oogie Boogie Bash, which is a very popular uh, Halloween party over at California Adventure. The they are rele- they have released additional tickets for the sold out Oogie Boogie Bash. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Yes. So the party sold out. Right. Which means they've reached their max limit of how many tickets they said they would sell. Right. And now they're adding more tickets? Yes, did they add extra dates? Did they add extra hours to the party to accommodate the extra guests? So the answer to those questions is no, they did not. They did not add additional dates. They did not add additional hours. Um, Just the dates that they already had, they just printed some more tickets and sold some more tickets and made some more money at the expense of crowds. So that stinks. 
I guess if you really wanted to go and you didn't get a ticket, maybe it's good for you. But for the people who had already purchased tickets, um, thinking that maybe it wasn't going to be a mob scene, they would have been wrong. So the remaining dates now are October 13th, 15th, 17th, 20th, 22nd, 24th, 27th, 29th, and 31st. Bingo. (laughs) So that's uh, disappointing, I think. Unfortunately, California Adventure has a smaller capacity uh, for this at this party than they did when they had it over in Disneyland. So I can see that that's probably where the problem is coming in, that they're just not able to meet demand. But I don't think this was a great way to do it. It's disappointing. Yeah, it's just a, that that's really just a that's a money grab. You mm-hmm. know, you talk about money grabs every now and then. That's just that's just greedy. Yeah. At I, the expense of your guests experience. Yeah, I mean, because if you were going to do something like that, it should be less money per ticket or, you know, something like that. Right. Not just, I don't know. But if you are interested in trying to get a ticket for that event, they are available by phone only on select dates, and you can call 714-781-4565. Thank you for that. Disney Drive Time Podcast is not associated or affiliated (laughs) with any ticketing agencies. Um. California is crazy. They are crazy. And here's another reason of why they're crazy. Uh, There is a new California state law that prohibits hotels from providing guests with small plastic bottles beginning in 2023. So we've got some time to work this out. Um, But you're no longer going to get the small toiletries in your resort or hotel. And and this isn't just Disney. This is all hotels. Um, Governor Gavin Newsom. He sounds like I could beat him in a fight. <laughs> Announced, uh, <laughs> excuse me, a law that uh, prohibits hotels from giving guests plastic bottles filled with shampoo, conditioner, lotion, or soap. Uh, it takes effect in 2023 for guests that have more than 50 guest rooms, and in 2024 for hotels with less than 50 guest rooms. Uh, as you may be aware, the Walt Disney World Resort has started removing. Uh, the small bottles from the rooms, they started putting in soap dispensers and conditioner dispensers and body wash dispensers in some of their resorts, uh, and the Disney Cruise Line has done the same. Um, they've also, Walt Disney World has started eliminating plastic bags and getting rid of plastic straws. Uh, California, of course, being on the cutting edge of... Uh, saving the Earth. Saving the Earth and, and green uh, initiatives. Mm-hmm has already banned grocery stores from providing customers with single-use bags unless they charge a fee, which I think is where Connecticut got that idea. And they also passed a law allowing restaurants to only give out straws, plastic straws, when a customer requests them. It's just that there's such weird, specific laws. Right. I mean, I'm okay with the... With the law about, I'm okay with a hotel not providing the single-use bottles, but it's just so ridiculous that it has to be a law. If you want craziness, I have a a high school friend who lives in Hong Kong and teaches over there. And there was a thing where they had, I think it was straw-free Mondays, where restaurants would not give out straws on Mondays. Huh. I mean, if as a thing, if if it's a a movement and people are just following it for the greater good, I think that's awesome. But to make it an actual law where people like, you know, sit around and make this decision and write it into real law is kind of crazy. Right. But you know, in just a couple of years there are going to be guys in trench coats standing in alleyways like, Psst, "Hey kid, you want a small plastic bottle filled with shampoo?" <laughs> no, no. Oh, why well, plastic straws too? Oh, now it's tempting. Uh, let's see. Oh, speaking of things that they're charging too much money for, 
Well, that would have been with the Oogie Boogie Bash story, but okay. Anyway, um, over at the Magic Kingdom during ho the Halloween parties, the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween parties, they are now offering a new party. It's called the Cruella Halloween Hideaway Party. So it starts at 9.30 p.m. and closes at 12.30 a.m. during the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, which you would have had to buy a ticket for. And then you also need to buy entrance into this separate Cruella party. Um, it's being held at Tony's Town Square Restaurant. They are, they do have a buffet with real actual food. It's not just a dessert buffet. Uh, international and domestic cheeses, assorted uh, can, can canopies. Canapes? Canopies. Is it canopies? Mm-hmm. Okay. Savory samplers of Halloween flatbreads. Do they have horse duvers? <laughs> Goblin bites, which are mini meatballs. Trio of Arancini. Arancini. Braised beef truffled mushrooms and mozzarella. And then they have fried mozzarella and butternut squash ravioli station. And then for desserts, they have chocolate dipped strawberries, cheesecake, mini cannoli, canine crunchy cake. Which look like dog biscuits. Oh, that's weird. And mini DeVille brownies. They You can also mingle with a popular Disney villain. Which I wonder who that would be. Which would be Cruella DeVille. We, one would hope. Right. And then you get a special reserved viewing area in Town Square for Mickey's Booty You Halloween Parade. The 11-15 Parade. Yeah, so which isn't one. like that, e that busy anyway. It's not like you can't right. find a spot for that exactly. one. And that is $99 for an adult. It's $105.44 if you include tax. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's pricey. It is. So that Halloween event that you've just paid anywhere between $75 and $130 for, you're now paying an extra $104. And it's late. It's not yeah. like you're really going to replace dinner. Like, it's late. Right. And it's a lit, you know, you've got this limited time where you have all these rides and characters yeah. there, and now you're going to take three hours and go to a... Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, we advise people, if you're going to do the Halloween party, not to book a sit-down dining because it just takes too long. It takes too much out of your Halloween party. Um, this is even more expensive, and it takes even more out of your Halloween party. So I don't recommend it, but you know what? I bet people must buy it. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're adding. This isn't the first one they've done. They have others. Right. So anyway, that's nuts. All right, now. Now what? You, you teased people with our trip to New York City. Yes, we went to New York City yesterday. The kids got to ride the subway for the first time. It was a new experience. Um, but we also checked out the Disney store in Times Square. Tony forces me every time to go into Times Square, despite the fact that I hate it. But we do like the Disney store, or we always think we, we like, the Disney, like store. the Disney store. <laughs> we always think we're going to love the Disney store. And we do love the merchandise, and it is, you know, fun to walk around. But Times Square, just in general, is such a zoo. So many people. Um, and, you know, it was a Saturday night, so extra busy, I guess. And the Disney store was wall-to-wall -wall people. Well, here is why we... I don't, I don't want to say used to like the Disney store, but here's why we like the Disney store in New York City. It's the only of one of the stores that is actually under the umbrella of the Disney parks. It's not under the Disney stores. It falls under the parks. And that used to be great when the store was on Fifth Avenue. Oh my gosh, it was the most amazing was store. The greatest little store, and it and it, not little. It was the greatest it was, big store. It was store. three stories and Imagineering. There were touches. There was wood. There were carvings. There were seven dwarf carvings. There's character meet and greet, it, like section, like a whole right. section with like separate rooms for character meet and greets right. and, and photos. It, it was like you were you stepped into a Disney park yeah. for that. You know, one hour experience. They had the whole area with, with like the gallery where you could buy artwork. Right. 
It they, was big. They had these big, gorgeous bathrooms, which we still just cry about every time. because right. they, they were nice. They were clean. They were open to the public. They had and like then, the full wood doors. Yeah. There was like eight stalls like per... Per restroom. Yeah, they were beautiful. And that was always when you had to pee. <laughs> you, had to, you had to hold it until you got over to the Disney store. That is no longer the case. But of course, in Disney's great, you know, uh, business mind, they wanted to get to where more foot traffic was. So they opened up this mini store on Times Square, which has nowhere near the square footage of their Fifth Avenue store. Nowhere near half the, uh, you know, content. No. And it's it's just like you're walking into a mall. You know, it, it, it doesn't have that distinct uniqueness that the old store had. No, it doesn't. The only cool part is the escalator when you're going up. They've got all the lanterns from Tangled. Mm-hmm. That looks really cool. It does look really nice. But the, the store is just small. It's cramped. It's so crowded cramped. with people. Uh, I mean, they have security guards at the doors. You know, keep it moving. Use all the doors because there's just Times Square a is a zoo. And right. there's there is probably, I don't know. 50 people a minute walking in that door. There are no more character interactions. They don't have the space for they it. They did have... I think they... Did they they have were doing like... It was a magic shot thing going on where you oh, could okay. take a photo and there would be like a Disney background with it. But it wasn't a character. Um, and then much to Cheryl's chagrin, uh, the bathroom oh, situation is... It, it. Let's put it this way. It's one step up. Well, maybe two steps up from going in like Grand Central Station or, well, yeah, or a I bus mean, terminal. Tony said... So we... The girls and I went to go see a, a, sh- a dance show. Tony was not interested, so he went to Madame Tussauds. He said the bathrooms at Madame Tussauds were better than... Were the, much nicer than were the bathrooms the bathroom in the Disney, the, store. the Disney store. Which is... That's sad. It is. It's not the kind of thing... Like, to have bathrooms like this, they're, you know, two stalls. And I told you how many people are walking in that in that store. Two stalls in the ladies' room. Um, they're just the regular metal doors. Not freshly painted. They had, you know... You know how people like scratch words into the paint on bathroom doors. There's all words scratched into it. You know, they didn't have, there's no paper towels or anything you have to use. Like the hand dryer, which wasn't working. So everybody's walking out with wet hands. It, it's just not nice. And like, it, we compare it to a Disney park where, you know, the bathrooms are pristine. Well, they used to be pristine, even there taking a hit. But They would never have scratched no, panel no. doors on them. Um, so that's that's really disappointing and something that Disney definitely needs to work on. Um, but the nice thing about that store is the merchandise. Yes. They do have, you know, some of the parks merchandise or some of the merchandise that maybe you're not going to find in your uh, neighborhood Disney store. One of the things that they had that my daughter was excited about, not that we bought one, but um, she was excited about, was they had all the lounge, um, the lounge fly merchandise, the backpacks. They had the wristlet the backpack backpack wristlet in silver. Um, they had some of the Christmas lounge fly backpacks. So they had a bunch of the different um, merchandise of that. Then they had a whole section of Frozen 2 merchandise. They had a Haunted Mansion section. Mm-hmm. And they had a setup for Star Wars. Which was pretty good. Yeah. And they always have like their whole plush section. Right. Um, you know, all that. So we give it a thumbs up for the merchandise. Yes. A thumbs down for restrooms. A thumbs down for Crowds. just general like. It was very funny though. Were you there? So were you there when they were talking about offering the chairs? Yes. So we were standing. I was waiting for Tony to come down the escalator with the girls, and uh, I was just sort of off to the side. And there were some other people who were right by the doors. You know, the glass. Um, the front of the store, they were just sort of, you know, waiting there for some people and they were sitting on the floor. And one of the security guards came over and was like, you can't, you can't sit on the floor there. Like, you know, he says, I can bring you a chair. 
if you want to sit on a chair, but you can't sit on the floor. I was like, that's so weird, but that's so nice of them. I mean, the people were like, no, no, it's fine. But I was like, I feel like they should have been like, yeah, bring me a chair. Right. <laughs> I'm that special. <laughs> While I wait for my family, bring me a chair. Well, so they do still have the Disney magic. Well, at least for being offered a chair. <laughs> um, so speaking of special, all of our listeners are special. And we hope that you have joined us on our Facebook page. If uh, you haven't already, please do so. Disney Drive Time Podcast. Disney Drive Time Podcast. And uh, until tomorrow, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Podcast.